Welcome to One Cause Church. Here is another inspirational message from Senior Pastor Eric Holler. Before we do the candle lighting, um, I want to ask for your assistance this morning. Um, we've never done it like this before, but I want to ask you, you can remain seated, that's fine. But we're going to all together recite Luke chapter 2. Um, and uh, of course, you'll have cheaters on the screen, so you don't have to know it by heart. But I want us to just read this together out loud and all tell the Christmas story here together. We're going we're gonna to read together through verse um, 20, all right? Luke chapter 2 and verse 1, and we're going to do the original King James Version, of course. Are you ready? We have it on the screen. All right, let's do it. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day. Let's stop right there. Say, for unto me. All right, unto me. He's a very personal Savior. Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, after the angels were gone away from them into heaven, that the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste, and found Mary, and Joseph, and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. But Mary kept all these things. Oh, and all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things, and pon just making sure you're paying attention. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. Why don't you give yourselves a big hand this morning? You just told the Christmas story. You know, this is always a good thing to do. Just take a moment with your family when you're all gathered around all the piles of wrapping paper that's been shredded to pieces. 
And take a moment and just, you can just open your Bible and just read this story. It's a marvelous story. And it continues to be a marvelous story that God would come and dwell among us. But I want to continue to read. Now, you don't have to read with me. I want to continue to read because I want to leave you with something here today. And when eight days were accomplished for the circumcising of the child, his name was called Jesus, which, no, which was so named of the angel before he was conceived. And when the days of her purification, according to the law of Moses, were accomplished, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. Isn't this interesting? They brought Jesus to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. It's like, I now present you to yourself. To present him to the Lord. Interesting thing. And this is all according to the law. Next. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male that openeth the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. And to offer a sacrifice according to that which is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now, this was an offering given a, a, by those who could not afford a lamb. So this was those who were, uh, who were a little uh, short on funds. And so God made a provision for those who had very little to bring a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now, that wouldn't remain their case because along about the age of two, these magi showed up from the east and they brought gifts. I mean, they brought gifts. Among those treasures was found three things that were found among them. Now, that's not the totality of the gifts that were given. Let's not buy into the traditional setting, all right? Because the traditional setting tells us that they were there at the manger. The wise men were not there. Jesus was a child at this point, a toddler more than likely. When they, it was a long trip for them to make it there. They had to follow a star. It took them months and months to get there. As a matter of fact, I think it took two months. It's going to take two months, <laughs> according to our Christmas play. But it says, among, and it doesn't even say that there were three, actually. It says that there were wise men. We don't know. There could have been a hundred of them. We have no idea how many it was, but the, the tradition tells us it, it makes it three because of the three specific gifts that are listed amongst the treasures that were found. All right, So they came to inaugurate this King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So from that day forward, they were well provided for is all I'm saying. But at this moment, that's not, that wasn't their case. At this moment, um, they were barely making it. And so they were able to bring a poor man's offering to the Lord, and then, let's look at this, this next verse. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Ghost was upon him. Let's say that together. And the Holy Ghost was upon him. And the Holy Ghost was upon him. And it was revealed unto him by who? By the Holy Ghost. That he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. So here's a man who's been waiting for the Redeemer to come. His name is Simeon. He's a just, he's a devout man. He's a good man. And now he's old. But he has a promise from the Lord revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die until he himself saw the Christ. Now imagine how important that was. This is an extremely important part throughout history and in the story of God and man. Because there were so many more that had gone before Simeon People you read about in the Old Testament, people like Moses, David, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Joseph, just to name a few of the great ones, the heroes of our faith, Sarah and Rachel. 
They were in a holding place waiting for their Redeemer to come. They could not go to heaven because they were not fully redeemed because the blood had not taken away all the sins of the world yet. But they were in a holding place until then. And in that holding place that the Scripture calls Abraham's bosom, or some call it paradise, was where they were waiting. They were waiting to be taken out of there and into heaven to their reward. And don't you know, every time someone who had faith in God, someone who was looking for that day, would die and show up in Abraham's bosom, they would say, is he here yet? Is he here yet? Have you seen him? Is the Redeemer here? But this day, that Simeon held this baby, held the Christ child in his arms, he would be able to close his eyes in death and show up in paradise with some really good news. Men and women, it will not be long now. I held him in my arms. Our Redeemer is here. What good news it was. It must have been. What good news it continues to be today for us. For unto us, unto us a child is given. Unto us a Savior is born. And Simeon was there as by revelation of the Spirit. Now listen, and he came by the Spirit or the Holy Ghost. Now notice it says three things about the Spirit in three verses. One, the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost was upon him. Number two, the Holy Spirit revealed something to him. And number three, the Holy Spirit moved him somewhere. All right? Now you're going to find out as a Christian that the Holy Spirit is here for your comfort. He is here for your guidance. Jesus said when he comes, he's going to guide you and lead you into all truth. See, if you follow the leading of the Spirit, my family, you'll never live a lie. You'll always live in truth. And not only that, but he'll also teach you and show you things to come. See, he's a revealer for us. The Spirit is a revealer. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 says, Now we have not received the Spirit of the world, but we have received the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have freely been given to us by God. My religious friends say stuff like, Well, you just no one knows the ways of God. His ways are so mysterious. Hey, the Holy Spirit's here. He took all the mystery out. He's here to reveal us, reveal to us who God is, and reveal to us what things seem so mysterious to help us understand spiritual things as natural people. But because we have Him on the inside of us, we can live and be led by the Spirit of God. And so here we see this this function of the Spirit. Even Jesus Christ Himself did not do one work of ministry until He was anointed by the Spirit of God. And when He said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, For he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to set at liberty those who are bruised, to bind up the brokenhearted, to set the captives free. See, the Spirit is here not only to let you know he's your companion, say he's my companion. See, he was upon him, but you have a different reality even than him just being upon you, child of God. Now he lives on the very inside of you. Hallelujah. The scripture says we now have this treasure in earthen vessels. And, and, and what's great about the spirit of the living God is that once he moves in, he's staying in. Once he's in, he's with you for good. Through the thick and the thin, through the good times and the bad times, through the ups and downs, he said, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. So remember that, that you have a companion in the spirit. You know, you might not always have companions in life. People move off, things happen. Relationships get broken up. But you always have the Spirit of God who is a constant companion in your life. The greater reality 
of what a true companion is. A very present help in times of trouble and in times of need. I don't know about you, but I'm grateful to know the Spirit of God is not only on us, but He's in us. And that He's a revealer. You know, He wants to reveal things to you. He wants you to know how to live the best kind of life. He wants you to be the best you that God created you to be. To live at your maximum potential. And He's there to help you, and He will reveal things to you. And sometimes it won't always make sense. And that's okay. He knows more than we know. He sees things we don't see. And so that's where we have to believe Him and walk by faith. And then thirdly, it says that He came by the Spirit. Or one version says that He was moved by the Spirit. Listen, I want to encourage you to continually be moved by the Spirit. When He leads you to move, move. When He says go, go. All right? Not only is He our companion, but He is also a, a, a communicator with us who's revealing to us. And He is our commissioner. All right? He's the one who's sending you. Just understand that he loves you. He's your companion, and he's communicating, revealing the things of God to you because he has a greater purpose. And you know what it is? To show the love of God, to reveal the love of God to others. And he wants to use you to do that. He wants to put his mission in your heart to go into all the world and preach the gospel, to go into your neighborhood, to go into your workplace, to go to your school, to go to your family, to go to your friends. Just know the mission field is not that far away. It's just one person away. All right? All right? And God has put people in your life and commissioned you to show and share the love of God. All these gifts of the Spirit that God has given to us is show that, so that He can show His love to people. It's all about building lives, equipping lives, bettering lives, healing lives, restoring lives, saving lives. And we are blessed to have that ministry of reconciliation with us and the word of reconciliation to share with others. And this gospel that has come to us, this glorious gospel that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and he was buried and he rose again the third day according to the scriptures and whoever believes that gospel, whoever believes on him will receive everlasting life. Aren't you grateful for the good news of God? Hmm? That Christ did everything that was difficult to bring us into a right, restored, whole relationship with God so that we could simply believe it and receive it. Amen. So I want to encourage you today to go in the grace of God, go in the love of God. When you're with your family this Christmas and you're gathered around together and you're eating together and enjoying one another's company, remember, it's, that is all a gift from Him. I love this time of year. I wish we could have Christmas every day because with God it really is Christmas every day. But I do love this time of year because we tend to kind of give people a break this time of year, you know, and smile a little more often and greet one another a little more often. Let's continue to carry that on even into the new year this year. At this time, I want to call our worship team to come forward, and we're going to now have our candle lighting ceremony. Thank you again uh, for being here with us at One Cause Church. We are so blessed to have you. And uh, while they're coming, I want to ask, how many of you here are going to be traveling? Any here, any here going to be traveling? All right. Okay, I want to just say a word of prayer over you. Father, thank you for blessing these who are going to be on the road. I thank you, Lord, that you give your angels charge over them to keep them in all of their ways, that your angels will pave the way of protection for them all the way there, while they're there where they're going, and all the way home. All these, Lord, that your angels would be around them. 
And that this time would be a time of peace and joy and laughter, forgiveness, giving, and love. Let love abound in these homes, amongst these families and loved ones. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen and amen. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.